What's poppin' podcast family? It's your girl Advice from Hannah coming at you with our 12-day holiday special. I couldn't let 2020 slip away without dropping some fire your way December 1st all the way to December 13th. But I gotta let you know, is your IG game slacking? Our girl Amanda, the official podcast sponsor of the Advice from Hannah show, is teaching us how to beef up our IG game on the wolfe.co on IG. That's love. Head over to the Wolf Co ig page where our girl is going to show you how to create genuine conversation hey i'm april and i'm nicole we're the Hughie sisters. sisters merry christmas are you guys in need of a fab holiday gift don't worry the sisters got your back we got you so good head on over to www.hughsie.ca that's huzie.ca to find our exclusive earring collection collaboration designed with advice from hannah herself endless sparkle baby and while you're there check out our hot new gluten-free ebook getting gluten-free with the sisters available now all right everyone welcome back to the advice from hannah show holiday special i'm more than excited i have somebody super special in the building and i can't wait for you guys to hear from them are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, David Sims, uh, a.k.a. Shredlocks. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I was born and raised in um, Gainesville, Florida. I've been up here for six years, so I'm a performance coach here in Toronto. Um, it's been quite the journey, and um, I really I really have to say I really enjoy the city except for what's going on right now. But um, I played professional football for four years. Uh, that was uh, quite the journey, and I don't really, I haven't really appreciated it until now, right? Now that I'm done, been done for about five years, five and a half years. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I feel like I, I, I'm a person uh, that thinks a lot, you know, have so much to say, but don't really say it. I guess it's, it's the thing of uh, trying to articulate it right, but, well, there's no right or wrong way, but articulate it my way to get my message out, but, you know, I guess we're here to find out a little bit more about me, so let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know we talked a bit about the holidays and, and everything coming up, especially with the times that we're in, and, and you touched something so crucial, which was family time and, and around the dinner table. So what did that look like for you kind of growing up? And how do you, how is it different for you now? Well, growing up when I was real young, very young, of course we had, me and my brother and sister had dinner together at a table, not not parents much. Um, and as as we got older, um, it stopped being, a, you know, a family sit down to like my mom cooking and being like oh, oh the food is ready <laughs> go eat when you you have time or whenever you want for me I, I i really can't recall that you know that time where we all sat at the dinner table every night you know i really paid more attention to that um when i came up here when i first visited uh, for a couple months and the family i was with they ate dinner at the table every single night. They didn't want to start until everybody's there and ready. And that kind of that kind of did something. That made me feel some type of way because 
it made me look at my family like why we don't eat at the table right and you know and this was uh just about four years ago now i went home for uh christmas break and my mom cooked and the same thing happened she cooked our food ready and i was like nah no 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 we got to eat at a table everybody together and it was so much i want to say tension I don't know why it was tension, but it was like it was it was very strange energy. Me, and my brother and sister, when we go back home, we sit at a table and talk and eat. That's nothing. But my mother and father, they wouldn't do that. So all of us um, sitting eating at the table, me, and my brother and sister looking around at my mom and dad. You could see the body language or the expression on the face like, you know, they was uncomfortable because, you know. We're not used to sitting down together and eating. We used to just pass my dad and grab his plate, go sit on the couch and eat, and or my mom would fix her plate and go upstairs. And yeah, that was just a, that was just the thing, and it was just normal. You know, it, like I said, it wasn't until I had to step outside of this, be with other families, and see you know how other families move, and it is kind of. It, it, it does it does hurt because you you know you want that to be your family you want to do these things to your family but you know not all families like that my upbringing was the way it was you know if I were to go home now it would probably be the same thing and unless I would force the issue to you know for everybody to sit at the table but you know that experience for me here now um, yeah I eat with I eat with uh my girl every obviously every night but when we go to her dad house we always eat together no matter if it's for the holidays or not so since i've been here i've had um you know the opportunity to eat with families during the holidays been in like a real sit down not just the, you know go eat when you want it's been a sit down so when it comes to um you know being with family during the holiday season i honestly i can't say i've done much of it since i've been up here in the six years so that experience, I have to say, I haven't had that experience in like six years, six and a half years. With it, I always find like me, myself, my upbringing, so in the Dominican, it's just, even now today, I don't sit down. So I serve everybody. Wow. I, I, You know, I'm moving, I'm serving, the food's ready. You know, my uncles eat, uh, you know, Daniel eat, my brothers eat, everybody eats. And then we're just kind of like, the females are just kind of in the kitchen, like we're, we're eating, standing and, mm-hmm. and things like that, right? That's kind of our family dinner, but just the fact of seeing them, like just together, because mm-hmm. the table's never big enough, mm-hmm. ever. I don't, yeah. I don't know where these people come from. Right. And it's just now that you're talking about like eating together all at the same time, I don't recall that because it's always like a big buffet line and there's so many of us that we're in nooks and crannies yeah. of, of all over the place, which is, you know, it was interesting. Maybe I'm going to suggest that we all sit down at the same time. Yeah. When, even when, like when I was a kid and um, I, we have extended families come over, like cause we used to spend a lot of time with like cousins and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It would be like that, a big buffet and we all sit around in the house somewhere <laughs> eating together, not at a table, right? Yeah. So yeah, we I would have that but never like at oh yeah, let's like you see on TV, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody sit down, let's say grace and you know, have those family awkward conversations and nah, it was like eat when you want. With it and it's always even now I can flip it just in business itself, like with me if I if I can't eat with you, I can't work with you. Like it's just 
it's one of those things, right? But we can apply it in the business world. Like, oh, let's go have lunch. Let's have brunch. Quick. And we could do this so fast. But in, in our family lives, it's like, oh, Hannah, where's where's the fork? Oh, oh your uncle's water's finishing. Oh, like, and, you know, it's always something. And you got to get up and move. But in business, we're so quick to, like, be able to eat with somebody. So maybe that's something everybody listening to maybe next year that can be a goal to, like, actually have a sit down with your family and maybe try that out without the phones and yeah, just have a conversation because we never really have any conversations. Yeah. If it, we had a conversation on surface level, talk about the weather or what's currently going on, not you know, some real stuff. How you feeling? How are you feeling? What's going on in your life? Oh my! Like, what do you, you know, I know that's kind of awkward when you think about family. Like, oh, they're gonna talk to this. They can't get in my <laughs> But some like this is your family. You gotta know, you know, what's going on with them. You know, you may have somebody. Your family you sit next to and they going through something you don't even know. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't even have the conversation. You just eat and eat and go and take your plate to go or you know. But I feel like it's important that you know what? Some people can't stand their family, but some <laughs> people I feel like is uh it's good for your mental health. It may like when you because I feel like it is pulling from your childhood. When you think about when you're a kid, like I said, like I remember eating at the table with my brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and it felt some type of way. Yeah. Right. So when you do it now, I feel like it, it, you know, it does something to your mental health. It does. It makes you feel better. And there's this picture I'm going to show you once. I'm going to post it in, in the post. Um, there's a picture of my grandfather and like all his kids eating at the table, mm-hmm. like super old. And it's kind of even grain fuzzy, but just the smiles in everybody's face. And it, it takes me back because the last time I remember, he forced everybody to eat. Like everybody had to sit at the mm-hmm. table and, and we all had to eat. And since he's he's been gone, what, 18 years now, mm-hmm. I don't recall having that pressure of sitting there and he'd ask every single one of us, how was your day? What did you do? How was this? And he'd just ask everybody. And then when he left the table, then all of us would just disperse. But it's still that, that simple action of actually having somebody give a shit mm-hmm. about your day like mm-hmm. um, and i think that's so important and man, you're bringing this up right like yeah. i think it's important that we ask how your day is even though you may get like a two-hour conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> out of it but sometimes that family member next to you probably won't be like intimately close as as i mean intimate like have a, a dinner with somebody for the next 11 months right 10 months right. however whenever thanksgiving is i don't know about right. But I, 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 I guess it's, it, yeah, I think we just all should be a little bit more uh, uh, aware. Because um, like you said, you don't even know what, you know, or when next time that family will have that a, a conversation, a simple conversation. And, yeah, we're getting so away from it. People, you know, talk family first all the time. And it's rarely like that. Mm-hmm. It's really like that. Well, I well I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak from my perception in my life. Is it's a little tough. It's like especially when you try, you fight for it. You want everybody on the, on the right page. You're trying to take steps. You're having those conversations. You you feel like you're asking the right questions, but obviously you're not asking the, the right right questions or getting the emotions involved. You're getting the but I think we just, if we just take it back to the basics of everything because that's all that matters you think about living in Toronto everything is such fast pace and when things are back to normal we go 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 we want to hustle we want to <laughs> go level up we're in a city you know and just and just like you said you um, 
it, it only be a two minute conversation of you know asking someone in your family how the day was but we'll ask a stranger or friend like quick oh how was your day you know we'll talk and say how was how were you asked me how I, how my day was and vice versa but it's hard to ask our family like that do you think that's because you, we grew up in, in these extreme circumstances because I'd be the first to say that like my childhood I was like an adult after yeah. I was seven yeah, straight <laughs> up. Straight up. we were so adults like I was, I was aware of everything when bills were paid you know the light bill if there was food in this if this person was intoxicated like I'd be aware fully aware of everything so you know do you think that us not wanting to bring up is, is the old wounds from, from the past 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That old trauma of whatever whatever happened um, and you felt some type of way, or should I say whatever story you made up in, in your head about mm-hmm. whatever trauma that went on. A lot of times, because a lot of times it's not even the truth. No, it's not. And that's what that's Just, why I think siblings are important. Yeah. Because you'd ask, like, your siblings, like, do you remember that time that this and this happened? Mm-hmm. And, like, my, my cousin who... Her and I are very close. She's like, no, Hannah, it happened like this. And then it, it then you really yeah. wonder how it happened, yeah, right? You're making up a story and all those are, are just stories and we just run. It's just another way to run and mm-hmm. hide from whatever we need to hide from. You know, that's just another way that we have to step into it. I think so. And, and another thing is the holidays, I find it can either be really joyous or not, right? So I, I want to shed light to that because I know a lot of the, the episodes, it's all like, you know, fun and games, mm-hmm. but if it's if being with your family around the dinner table is something that's just you don't look forward to, I think it's okay for you not to go. No, one hundred percent. Like protect your protect your mental. Like you know, like it's crazy. I was watching a movie about that last night about pleasing your family. Just going, um, going or bringing someone just so your family don't chirp you or say something. But like, man, we got to protect us first. If it's gonna, if it's gonna bother bother us, it, okay. If if say you had a roommate, right, and this roommate was on your nerves, what would you do? Move out. You move <laughs> out, or excuse yourself, or whatever you need yeah. to do, or you won't just you won't go around them. Mm-hmm. Why you won't do that? You gotta do that to family. Like you, like sometimes you have to, you know. People, you know. I know we talking about family. Family, it should be family first, but. You still have to protect your mental health. Like, oh man, we got some family members. Like, I, I guarantee you, anybody listen to this right now and say you have a family member that get on your nerves, that person pops in your head so fast. There's one. There's always one that gotta say something out of the way that, like, man, I don't want to go back. I don't want to hear this person. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm uh, like, it's it's the truth, man. You, this is always that one person, man. Like. <laughs> like they're gunning it out for you. Like I, you just step into the place and they're in your face. You're like, why? Right. And, why? And, and they just and they just stay there. They continue with it and they don't realize that they're doing it. Just oh, no. Yeah. It's the way it is. I feel like it's important to check, protect your energy because even family and family members can be energy vampires. You could say that again. You could totally say yeah. that again. I, I want to touch upon just like the energy thing because I know you're such a force and people love to be around mm-hmm. you and in the holidays even or whenever time that you have multiple people around you. Can we touch upon the importance of taking time for yourself? And Man, so uh, like I, I was saying earlier when um, 
when I'm with clients, right? I'm giving them all my energy. I'm giving you like, I want so I wanted to be like a lightweight experience. So we go talk about life. We go work hard. We go do all this. I'm gonna give you my energy, but when I go home. Don't be texting me all throughout the late, asking me all these questions. I need my energy. I get it sometimes. I love it sometimes. I get the message and we talk and have a conversation about life because, you know, you know, you build this, you, you're around these people all the time. You guys exchange energy. So, you know, you show each other love here and there, but this is a boundary. You have to protect your energy in any, any situation because... We, we're all energy that's all we we are is energy so if you're around toxic people all the time um, what do you think your energy is going to be like when you go out in the world or go around someone else it's going to be sour you you know you receive that energy you're going to put the same out so that I, I think is for me is like when it comes to protecting the energy I feel like it's best you have you know that barrier like I'm gonna give you energy but you just stop here I'm not gonna get you know my emotions into it because once you get those those emotions into it it's like oh man here comes the draining oh I feel it like oh man but still you have to you know you have to set boundaries for your energies because that's you know that's number one it is because if you don't take care of it nobody else is no nobody else is you're gonna be tired there and you know they took your energy oh and they gonna leave you with it too oh yeah um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go about my day yeah you made me feel good yeah you yeah. told you, you gave me energy you, you hyped me up just like when you call we call like you I gave you some energy you yeah, like yeah, yeah. right <laughs> but it's that's what it is it's like they will take it and just run with it and leave you there and then come back the next day or whenever they feel how they feel and try to you know pump from the well a little bit more Dude, you dropped a gem right there. If you guys, if you need to go back and listen to that, because that that right there is is true, real life for anybody that's a light giver mm. or, or anything like that. And I find that whenever I talk to somebody that's very similar to me, like in a sense of like, you're great, you're mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. oh my god, you're the best thing ever, but they don't understand how much that takes from you, yeah, and how tired you become. But when when you don't want to give out the energy or when you don't want to talk to them, or oh, it's the end of the world, yeah, oh, you've changed, yeah. You know, you think you're too this or too that. So always, always identify what toxic, like those toxic people or the, or the toxic energy is like and try to cut it out as much as it hurts sometimes, right? Because yeah. we can't be, what do I call it? Uh, Malibu Barbie. <laughs> I say I can't be Malibu Barbie all the time. All the time, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You, you have to. And um, one way I feel like, uh, like we talked about earlier, is you have to sit with yourself to get your energy back. You have to be quiet just don't when you when you're trying to like i i meditate i just meditate for however long i need at that time just so i'm like i'm i'm cutting out all uh conversation or podcasts or any information that i'm receiving from the outside world just to focus on inside right because that's what it all that's what it's all about rejuvenating and you know getting you back right so you could be better (laughs) A better human on that for that next moment or uh, that next day or whatever it may be for your next client but I feel like you know we have to sit with ourselves to you know kind of uh, uh, 
stop the put a hold on the input of information that we're receiving at a time. So I feel like when it comes to preserving your energy or getting your energy back, it, you must sit with yourself. When did you realize that you were like? Uh, you know, just by you said, you know, only like one other person just like came up to me and told me like, oh, you are, you are light or light work, like whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I've, um, I've always felt something in me that I was a, a different than everybody that's around. Even when I was a kid in my family, you know, it would be so much negativity. And even then I would, you know, think differently than everybody else. So wonder, like, you know, question everything. Mm-hmm. I would question everything from an early age. And like I said, I was, um, my sister is uh, uh, seven years younger than me. My brother's eight, so I had spent a long time by myself with my mother, my mother and my father. So it was like it was a lot of alone time, and during no alone time, you really like, you know, whatever you went through in your life, you really get to think about this stuff. As you growing, going from uh, you know, you know those first five to seven years of programming while you were being programmed you're still trying to you know figure out what you're doing yeah we this is the way it is but um i've always felt something in me and honestly i think back to um it was one moment like my actually my last season playing pro football something wasn't right something wasn't right during that uh that fall leading into the season I just felt different. I even wanted to talk to a sports therapist, right? Um, because I, I just didn't know. Something just felt, I like, even I talked to him, I guarantee he would think, look at me like, man, what are you talking about? You sound so crazy right now. I want to say crazy. You sound so, you know, you know, I'm not sure he had people coming in talking the way I was talking, but I just felt something different about myself, but I just didn't know what. I didn't know, like, I feel I had this built up energy um, that I didn't even know where it was coming from. I didn't know where to put it, right? And now, now that I'm old enough to, you know, be more aware and to look back into my past and see it, everything as uh, a lesson versus like a trauma, um, I'm able to, you know, see that, like, like yeah you got somebody watching over you look different because you know a lot of people don't know this like but um, a little something about me uh, when I was one I drank Drano when I was one as a kid Drano is like the unclawed the drain the liquid the the chemicals Mm -hmm. the you know if you if you guys google it just google Drano and you look at (laughs) it's very toxic right I drank it when I was one and Obviously, I'm still here. I don't know what the uh, what measures it went, but um, for me at that point, um, I'm bringing this up because I remember everything from the time I was in the hospital. Like uh, I remember, I spilled some soup on me when I was like in the hospital bed, and after then, it's like I remember everything. I remember the kids, the kids. And you know, in the nursery that went through some kind of accident, one like I remember, one kid had a whole side of his head shaved and a big scar on the side of his head, and 
and it's when I was one, and from then on, I remember every, almost everything along the way. So I just felt like from that moment on, like, you know, I ain't gonna sound special, but I, I just feel like I've always felt like I'm different. I never wanna conform to anything anybody else doing. I always wanted to go my own path and yeah, if I mess up, let me mess up. This is my life. This is my life. And I, I guess I understood that at an early age. I didn't know I was doing that at the time, but I just wanted to do my own thing. Like, like my like my, my dad used to try to control everything I did. No, don't do this, do that. I know he was like there to protect me, but I just feel like it was different to me. Don't know the truth at the end of the day, but still, it's like you know, yeah, I went through you know all of that, and I'm still aware. I see what's going on. I know it's not right. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you like, you know? It just I I don't know. I just through my life, I just feel like you know. Um, and my brother, my brother say all the time, and this is not my my brother, my younger brother. I, I um, that we have the same mom. This is my brother. We grew up. One of my like first friends, uh, and we we um, went out to college together when we was nineteen, and so my brother used to tell me all the time, like, "Man, you're the one." Like, I'm like, because I made it to my ultimate goal, my dream, through so many, so much adversity along the way. Like, it was endless. Like. It, if I if I get into it, you be like, how did how like how did you even get to this point when you when this happened at this point? That's a conversation for another time. But still, like, is I just feel like I, I don't know. I just feel like I was just different. I I don't know. It's I don't know. I just want. I I guess you know what. I guess it's so much so much happened to me from the age one until. Um, through my throughout my journey that you know I know what it feels like to feel like trash I know what it feels like to you know have certain things happen that can happen to a lot of people so I can relate on that level I could you know I could feel for you I could you know really step into how you feeling about that and I could give you some positive words of energy and because I, I know I know I really understand and feel it so I feel like you know for a person that you know to be uh, quote unquote like you have to go through something you know to be able to help somebody you somebody somebody has to go through it yeah. somebody has to go through it to help everybody else not everybody else not everybody is going to be strong enough to handle it and to help other people and I just Woo. feel like I'm strong enough to handle almost anything because I've been through anything from getting shot at from close range to not like just like yeah it's, it's weird to yeah. even say to think about that yeah. in today's world you're like oh yeah you got shot but no think about that like you know just stuff like that like I could you know I could I could step into you I could really step into your you know a person's shoes to really feel what they feel it you know to a certain extent I don't have too much experience with death death at a young uh, early age when it comes to you know family members and you know my grump, but I never held on to death because I felt like I understood that at an early age. Even when my grandma, my grandpa passed, you know, when I was a kid, I under I understood that. You know, I always I would feel the energy in the room or what everybody else going through, but I understood that at an early like this is this is just what it is. It's gonna happen, right? And there's nothing we can do about. It. 
nothing you can do to run from it. So I guess understanding certain importance in life when it comes to like, I guess, core values and the core of you, you move a little different. When you block out everything that goes on and every flashy thing in the world and you go back to basic, I feel like you, you under, understand things a lot. I feel that. And I feel like you're brilliant. You called yourself normal or basic somewhere along this, the what you said. And I think you're brilliant. And why I understood what you were saying is unless you've been in the shoes and walked through the fire and been on the pavement, like I call it, you will never be able to help and lift somebody else. Right. It's, it's literally impossible. And yet just... Just yourself now, like now that you told me all this, I feel like you're you've been put on here to do something magnificent, and you haven't done it yet. And I haven't done it yet. Yeah, and yeah. I haven't done it because, and and I agree with you because, uh, like I said, I feel it to this day. Like every every day, every day, I see messages. I like, I I see synchronicities, or I pay attention to like. You know, because I'm really stepping into like uh, the more spirituality, so I'm I'm more aware, like I'm becoming more grounded. I'm an air sign, double air sign, Gemini and Libra, so it's uh-huh. like I gotta stay, find a way to stay grounded. I, I feel like uh, meditating and work on being present has helped me. So it's like you know, now that I'm on this path of like you know healing, that is going to be a continuous path, like. Uh-huh. I, I took the steps long ago to tell myself, you know, to be honest with myself, to tell myself that sometimes you ain't, you know, you <laughs> yeah. got to tell yourself you ain't shit sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's the truth. And you have to be a strong person to sit and be like, nah, you messed up when that happened. And nah, you, that's not the story. That's not the truth. That's really happened. So uh, along this way of being honest with myself is like, and getting rid of those past traumas, I clear, I've feel like I've cleared room for new new blessings. New blessings and I like like I said back in and this was in twenty fourteen and I thought I spoke with this uh sports therapist and feeling all this energy like uh man I got um you know things I've written down in the past about this stuff here and man I, I, I just feel like I have so much like I said, like I want, I want to say, I want to say so much more than I, so much much. I, I can't even talk right now. So much more than I, I say now. But for me, it's like one. These people won't even understand me, and they're not ready to listen. And they're not ready to listen. Ugh. Only, only a small few. And then I, I catch myself. I, I was, I will. You know, put a video up on on some some things that you know something that I'm feeling, but you know, I delete it though. I delete it, and I'm like, man, they're not ready for it, or like I sound like, you know, like I'm far out there, or somebody has said, "Are you high?" You know what you need to do next time you write, you do one of those videos, and you don't want to put it up. Send it to me, and I'll post it. All right, done. Send it to me and I'll post it. Yeah, but that's the that's the thing. I feel like I have I have so much to share and that's why I'm on the you know, I'm doing what I'm doing with my brand now, I'm building it and you know, I got a, a, a few projects that I'm working on, but it it's just to find my why. Everybody go through life, what's my why, what's my why? And you know, that only really came to me or like 
the why, quote unquote, why is when I sat with myself, meditate, and not even think, just be instead of mm-hmm. worrying about everything external. Just be, be like, just be a human. Just sit in it right now, and the answer will come to to you. It's like mm-hmm. it's like anything. Uh, I use this thing like a. a Synergy of uh, a cat, right? If you've been, if we all been around cats, when you want them to come here, they don't come, <laughs> right? But when you don't pay no mind, they're gonna come. They come right to you, like money too. When you don't pay attention to it, like when you just will focus on things you need to focus on, not focus on money, they're gonna come to you. Just like your thoughts and ideas or all the answers that you, you know, are that you're looking for. If you just shut up and listen, that's all you got to do. Shut up, sit down, sit your butt down, and just listen. It will come. It will come. It will definitely come. But not on your time. Um, no. No. It's not when no, you no. want it to come. No. No, never. No. If, you, if you're searching for something, you're going to keep searching. It's true. It's true. It's like the it's like the podcast for me. I didn't even know you can ask my husband. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what a podcast was. Mm-hmm. All I know is I started in Vice Mana. I want to be Oprah, and that's that was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like Hannah. You know, one of my good friends. He's a producer. He hit me up on DM. And he's like Hannah. Dot dot dot. Start a podcast. Calvin's known me since I was twelve years old, so I'm gonna believe what he says because he's known me forever. So I start this podcast. I start this thing. I'm like. Nobody, nobody's gonna listen to me. Nobody likes me. Like, what am I doing? I don't even know how to edit. Like, and I kid you not, we're we're like episode ninety something now, and here we are. And now I, I'm, I'm getting like DMs and, and like people are, you're like the podcasting queen. I'm like, hold your horses right now. I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, but it feels good to talk to people and hear the story of how they've become what they've become. Mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's like the never-ending question of why Why have you become the way you've become? Mm-hmm. What led you here? I think that's so fascinating, like just the journey itself. But that's my thing. That That's what makes me happy because along the way, I'm like, oh my God, we're all the same. Yeah. We all go through the same experiences, yeah. different in different variations, but the core human values and how we feel are, are very similar. Very similar. I find. Very similar. Mm-hmm. But... We, we figure out we come to that why because we let go we stop trying to hold on to the will and control everything and it's gonna it gonna come to you just like I was just saying earlier same thing just we come we arrive to our destination when we let go oh dude that was just like the deepest thing ever right, oh. uh, <laughs> but uh what but man I, I can't Surrendering, I, I can't even express as that enough. Like I remember, like <laughs> twenty eighteen, seventeen. That's all I was like focused on. They let go, surrender. Like what, whatever you're doing now, is not working for you right now. So why you keep? Why you gonna do this? Why you? Go, okay, okay, okay. Fine. Let's try something else. Let's try it this way. All right, let go because it, it's you know I'm I'm here now and you know. When, when you've seen to let go and just focus on the, the process of whatever journey you're on, then you're going you're gonna to hit your head on that end result. It's just, it just a part of it. So 
just let go, enjoy the process, man, and just be. And that, whatever that why is, that's how it comes. With it just being, I think this was probably the most insightful conversation I've had of all 2020. Hey. You, I didn't cry because he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry because I was here. That, that's, dude, yo, you just, you drop so many facts. It's, uh, that's it. Whoever I said was my favorite guest, I've lied. No, I, appreciate, I appreciate it. We're <laughs> just getting in. So they can find me at uh, on Instagram at shredlocks.com. Um, uh, I have a site as well. It's getting built, but I have people signing up for you know subscription newsletter because a, a, a lot is going to drop soon at uh, shredlocks.com. So go and check that out. Sign up for um, the emailing list um, because, yes, there are quite a few things that's coming like and it's coming in hot so like I don't even know what to say you're leaving me speechless which is like like you guys need to go listen to that again hit me up on the DM let me know what you think if you don't want to tell me that you listen that's cool too I love that but <laughs> they always listen they, they always like they look listen. at your story that that person look at your story but never mm-hmm. comment like you don't even follow me why are you looking at my stories? why are you looking at my stories you don't you know when it comes to, when it comes to social media I just can't it's so hard for me like I've been want like I said I've been wanting to talk and get on there and talk but I'm just sitting there staring at a screen at the time of course when I post it I'm talking to people but at that time you're just talking to a a, a screen a, a piece of electronic and that just getting past that it just and posting and you see people do it so well on Instagram and I'm like I want to say so much and I want to talk to y'all but I just can't like it's hard for me to get past that so that's that's the only way now it's to the point that I show up places post quarantine oh yo when's the when's the way and I saw that and I'm like oh let me hide so because you know sometimes you just stay I I literally sit there I don't cry I don't have notes I look at the camera lens and I spit and then I stop and I post that is it whatever you're getting from me is raw see that's what that's what like sometimes I do that and then I have my girl looking at me like you gonna post that (laughs) (laughs) she's gorgeous man yeah she is she's so sweet yeah he's so great every single time I'm like oh my god like she's so pretty and I'm, I'm sitting there like you know, all scruffy looking. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get my life together. I think I DM her once. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting my life together. Yeah. I swear. Yeah, 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 she's <laughs> sweet. This is super fun. I'm gonna show you with the cap stuff. If you guys loved us, love this episode, share it, share it with your friends. Hit us up on DM. As always, this is your favorite host, Advice from Hannah, coming at you with. Ah, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off from Toronto. Toodles. Oh, that was so dope. Come on. <laughs> I was like, how are you leaving me speechless on my own show? Yeah. How are you leaving me speechless? That speech? was fun. Wasn't that fun? Look, I'm going to show you what you got to do though with the video. Yeah, now I can't, like, I can't let you leave. Please. Please.